0: Live from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studio, inside the Sonesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta Hotel, it's time for Regions Business Radio. Regions
1: Business Radio is presented by Regions Bank. Brave the beginning. Member FDIC. Now, here's your host, J.D. Mealer.
2: Thank you and welcome to Regions Business Radio. I'm J.D. Mealer. I'm your host. And it's been a while since we've been on the air, and I'm excited to be back with you. Uh... This podcast, Regions Business Radio, is meant to reach business owners and executives across Northeast Georgia, specifically Gwinnett County, and uh, we always try to bring you content and guests that will um, sort of expand your horizons, help you to get better in a variety of ways, at the same time, uh, introduce you to what's going on at Regions and share with you what we're doing to impact our community as well as help business owners and executives in all that they do. We have a couple of great guests today, and I'm looking forward to introducing you to both of them. But before I do that, um, just want to touch on a couple things um, as it relates to, to to business in 2022. This is our first podcast in 2022. It's uh, it's late February, and there's a lot going on in our world uh, from a geopolitical nature, from a business uh, perspective. We are at at some point in the COVID continuum. I don't even know. What stage we're in at this point, but uh, it's still a thing, and um, and companies are still dealing with it. Um, but that just I share that to give you a perspective of the time frame at which this is being recorded, and I also want to uh, give you uh, a, a portion of a time frame when this is reported recorded because I'm sitting in the studio with my University of Georgia National Championship quarter quarter zip pullover from Peter Millar. And, uh, you know, since the last time we were together, Georgia did beat Alabama in the national championship game. Uh, Stetson Bennett, the mailman, did some amazing uh, things uh, in that game when the, the, the entire uh, world seemed to be betting against him. And the kid from Blackshear, Georgia, uh, came through, delivered a national championship, first one in 41 years. And um, Keely Ringo with a great interception at the end of the game. And, uh, you know, you think about – a 70-day time frame, Braves win the World Series, University of Georgia wins the national championship in college football, and it snows in Georgia. The end is near. I'm not claiming that pers- really, but it just feels like those things together. So uh, in celebration of the, uh, the, the dogs in our national championship, if you're a Regions customer, um, I would encourage you to go to uh, regions.com and log on and get your University of Georgia national championship debit card. Uh, ordered mine on wednesday and uh was very happy to see that uh it's being uh prepared and mailed to me i didn't order one for the rest of my family uh i don't know why i guess i'm just being mean but um so if you want your university of georgia national championship uh, debit card from 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 your regions account please go to regions.com and while you're there while you're at regions.com i want to ask you to go to regions.com forward slash insights um when you go to regions.com forward slash insights, you're going to see um, a, a a listing, sort of a, a roster of um, uh, media content that we put out. And as a matter of fact, today, um, we're gonna have an event where our chief investment, uh, excuse me, our chief economist, Richard Moody, and our chief investment officer, Alan McKnight, uh, will, they hold um, Friday, uh, sort of episodes talking about the goings on in the world and, of business, and um, so I would I would encourage you to take a listen to that. If you would like to have um, chief strategist or chief economist from a, a a large bank our size give you information, um, this is a good way to do that. I would imagine that today's episode would be pretty interesting uh, because of again, the geopolitical thing. Uh, we also hear that uh, interest rates are going to begin rising even more rapidly than they are given uh, an anticipated Fed action uh, over the next 12 months at least. So uh, if, as you run your business, as as you navigate the current business environment, um, that may be a good resource for you to check out is regions.com forward slash insights. Um, so that, that's our intro for today. I, I do have to say, um, as I look out over what's going on in our markets, uh, we see a lot of people that have been able to build cash over the last 12 to 18 months. Um, and in doing so, they've typically used cash to buy capital equipment. And now with the threat of rising interest rates, we see that some business owners are trying to lock in uh, the, the low end of the curve by uh refinancing um equipment or in some cases real estate taking cash out putting some debt on those things so if we can help you with that um please give us a call we would love to help you and have that conversation anything that we can do to help um, and i said finally on that one i thought it was really cool too you can go to um to regions.com nil we're actually uh, launching a group to help um to help college athletes as they navigate the world of name, image, and likeness. Um, just as the official bank of the SEC, it stands to reason that we would offer that type of uh, specialty banking. Um, so, uh, you know, if, if you're out there and you're contemplating or have received an NIL deal, you know, a Stetson Bennett is uh, working at Keynes and every, every ticket comes up to 3318. Um, if he needs some help with his, you get that? You like that, Mike Salmon, 3318? Um, so uh, our new uh, service to uh, athletes with name image likeness um, you can find that at regions.com as well so um, that's a little bit of an update on what's going on some things that we're excited about at regions and now let's get to um, to our guest today I'm going to introduce both of them uh, up front and then we're going to talk to them individually but uh, first is a friend of mine Larry Dorfman that joins us Uh, Larry has a A variety of um, business interest and a vast business experience I told him earlier that every time I get around him I learn something new so Larry welcome glad to have you with us today thank you for joining
1: thanks for inviting me
2: JD it's um, I'm not sure what exactly you learn or or
1: whether it's useful or just dangerous but it's good to be here
2: a little bit of both Uh helpful and dangerous and my other guest today is Justin Smith Justin is a a friend of mine from regions he just joined us as a commercial relationship manager in Lawrenceville, sort of North Gwinnett area. Uh, so, Justin, welcome to the
0: podcast today. I'm glad you're here. Thanks, JD. Great to be here. Love Regents and can't wait to help the community. Awesome. Awesome.
2: Let's go back to Larry for a second. Larry, I invited you today because you are uh, leading and visioneering a very interesting um, real estate uh, company. You're doing some very unique things to help our community. Why don't you do an intro for Roots for us, and uh, let's let's talk about that for a few minutes.
1: Well, first I'll um, give credit to my son Daniel, who started and envisioned this entire concept. Um, I had the pleasure of having a kid who actually invited his father to play. <laughs> like, um, you know, I'm I'm a little older, been around a while, and basically was retired and had stepped out, and after. Um, being in Gwinnett County for a really long time, building a business called APCO Holdings, Easy Care Extended Service Contracts, uh, an administrator in the automotive business, <clears throat> located on Atlantic Boulevard. So we've been involved in the community for a long time. Uh, stepped down in 2019 as a CEO and chairman. And then um, Daniel, who's been in the real estate business for a long time, started to see these opportunities where the opportunity between what people pay to rent and what their income is, uh, the gap between there and what their ability to own a house, the American dream of buying a house, it's just continually spreading out. Mm-hmm. You know, the average renter in Georgia makes about forty-five to fifty thousand dollars a year. That's that's the family. That's not an individual. So the average family renting in Georgia. Okay makes between 45 and 50 thousand dollars a year household income now your household income their average rents about 12 to 1250 1200 to 1250 dollars okay their average savings is less than 650 bucks oh when you look at that demographic mm-hmm. ask a question what's the chances that they ever buy a home it feels pretty low yeah how do you save uh the other part of that is that savings when we talked to prosperity now a national firm that did the research and gave that To us, we asked, well, how do you measure the savings? They said, well, whatever's in their account at the time that we talked to them. (laughs) Was that savings, or is that just we hadn't paid the car bill yet? Yeah. Right? I mean, think about it. So we started to look at that um, from a private enterprise perspective. How do we help these people who, in our opinion, when you look at that, is almost a fringe homeless situation. One mistake, one accident, a car that breaks down that's not covered. A deductible on a, on a wreck that they have, yeah, right, uh, could take them out. The pandemic would have taken them out if it wasn't for a few trillion dollars that the government spent. Yes. So we need to focus on a lot of different areas of the community, homelessness in particular, specifically Gwinnett County and Northeast Georgia is way more than people think it is. At the same time, how do we prevent it? How do we actually help people are helping themselves? They have a job, they work, and help them step into a position of actually Growing their wealth, building some equity in a real estate investment, which they cannot do under normal circumstances, mm-hmm. and taking one step out of generational poverty to the next more successful, call it middle class area.
2: That's that, it's a big target. And, and I, mean, I mean that in a couple ways. Number one, the, the depth of the need is very deep. And then broadly, um, how, how many people are in this situation? is broad but um you're you know we have we have entities we have nonprofit entities that that provide some rental assistance or you know hey we would be proud to do our next step program for anyone that needs uh finance hey there's a lot of people that want to educate or train but I think you do more than that do you not
1: well we do I I actually love that conversation because Nonprofits have a very important place in this world. and, For sure. and you know, as, a fa- as an example, our family has our nonprofit Money Invested Community Foundation in Northeast Georgia uh-huh. where those guys, we can designate where we want to apply help. They can also pick where they want to apply help. There's a huge difference between charity and a hand up.
2: Mm. Okay.
1: It's the old concept between hand out and hand up. Yeah. Uh, on a charity basis and rental assistance, you are helping temporarily almost no rental assistance program lasts forever. Yeah. Right? Right. Um, how do we go from just rental assistance or temporary help to a permanent way to build wealth? I mean, when we talked originally, we started this last – we started late 2020, but in early twenty one we did our first properties and we started to talk to residents. Most of them never expected to get their security deposit back, much less anything else. They didn't consider their security deposit theirs anymore.
2: Well, so – the first time we ever met at uncle jack's meat house in duluth by the way um <laughs> plug it got to plug it <laughs> that was one of the most compelling parts of what roots does is this is the perspective around your deposit when you're renting a property and and you just said it and it, it just it takes me back to that original conversation where uh, okay so Forty-five thousand dollars on average, uh, family household income for for a renter. Twelve to twelve fifty a month in rent. Um, what do you know then? What the average security or rental deposit is? It'll be equivalent to the rent. Twelve fifty. to Twelve to twelve fifty. Right. Wow. Okay.
1: So. So, so an example. Uh, we went in and talked to these folks. Now, in this particular property, the rents were between 700 and 1100 bucks, and typically their security deposit matched their monthly rent. Okay. And we said, you know, hey, one of the things we do is, is we're going to actually pay you 5% interest on your security deposit. And I got to tell you, um, there's so many cultural differences <laughs> between people that you don't realize until you get in a face-to-face conversation. They looked at us and said, I don't get that back anyway. I've never got one of those back. And we said, well, that doesn't make any sense. That's your money. Are you." So finally, Daniel, my son, said, well, are you doing anything to take care of the property to make sure it's not damaged while you're renting it so you do get it back? And the answer was 100% of the time, no, because I'm not going to get it back anyway. Their thinking is that's part of the cost of getting into a unit. Mm-hmm. Now, what we did is we put it in writing, and it took literally three quarters – 90 days times three for them to see us give them interest for us to be interested in them to respect them as residents and partners in their property where all of a sudden they started going wow this is cool so we stepped it a little further than that too because we pay them 5% interest on their deposit but we also if they will live in it like they own it a term that we have registered which means pay the rent on time don't tear the building up, don't have the police called, <laughs> be yep. a good neighbor, and once every quarter, video or have us visit to see what's going on with the property, make sure if there's any problems, as investors, we all wanna make sure that property's in good shape, let us know. When we built this program, we thought if 50% of those people engaged, that'd be incredible. Yeah, We're at 80% engagement. Wow. Meaning shooting the videos, getting their money, over the last two quarters of 2021, third and fourth quarter, we're shocked. What we're not shocked at, though, is when they get their quarterly statement, which they get one just like a bank statement that says, here was your original money, here's your interest, uh-huh. here's what you earned as a, as a rental rebate for living it like you own it. The average increase over two, two quarters, right, was over $300. Now, if you've got a $1,200 dollar security deposit, yep. and you make $350, call it, what's the return on that $1,200?
2: Yeah, that's, a, that's over 25%. And, and I'd
1: say that even regions can't match that we cannot. in a <laughs> savings account. <laughs> <laughs> we, can,
2: we cannot.
1: Here's the point. This edu- and I want to go back to this question or this point you made about education. There's, there's all kinds of resources for education. Here's the problem. If we teach people to take all their savings and put in a savings account at 0.6%, are they even saving any money, or are they spending it against inflation? Yeah, B. B. Now, everyone should have liquid cash. Everyone should have access to money They need for those instances that take place. But when we help them get to where uh, we have a, a young person that's got $900 in security deposit they started with last year in July. They've got $1,300 and change in their savings right now, making 5%. If they need some of that money, if they need it, we have the ability to release it to them before they push a payday loan button.
2: Yeah. Right. Yeah, so for sure,
1: along with this opportunity to not only save money, we give them the opportunity to access it. If there's an emergency or something, this is about the people. So we invest in people through properties rather than investing in properties and sticking people in them. Wow. It's a little different.
2: A little different. Yeah. yeah. Dramatically different. So, um, I want this message out, far and wide among our community. Uh, everyone that listens. Um, so you go in, and their entire view of renting is, I got to fork out this whatever it is. Let's say twelve hundred bucks, and they they're already relinquishing that up front. They they never expect to get it back. And then you come along, you show them how to 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 earn interest on it get a return by showing that they're taking care you you know you're not just changing lives you're changing mindset well you have to
1: because you can't make permanent change sustainable change without changing not just mindset but but let's talk about our average renter okay these folks didn't grow up in households like i believe you did and i know i did if i had a question i could go to the dinner table and get my answers Mm -hmm. like hey how to open a bank account is this a good savings rate is this investment decent? Well,
2: you're just talking to your daughter about a mortgage, you know? I mean, yeah. <laughs> you know, it never, it never ends, right? I mean, we're blessed to have that. That's exactly right. And then
1: you take a look at this particular demographic who are um, making way too little money for the amount of work they're doing. Many of them are working two or three jobs to pay this $1,200, mm-hmm. or there's two or three workers in the family trying to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a mindset, but also an educational shift, like providing the kind of information. Give you an example. We've only had these reports for two quarters. Both quarters, we had several people say to us, oh, I, I see that money, hey, can I get some of that money? Absolutely, you can't have your security deposit back. Right. But once a year, you can pull out this savings. Mm-hmm. But before you do that, let me ask you a question. What are you using it for? Because you're making 5%. That number right there is gonna go up another 150 plus some money next quarter. Is this the one time you want to pull out this year? Is it important enough? One hundred percent have left the money in. They could have had it. One hundred percent said, "No, no, no. That makes sense. Let me, let me keep building it up till I really need it." Look, at some point, we have the highest uh, savings accounts about twenty nine hundred bucks, and that's that's quick, right? Wow! And wow! Part of that is because we give incentives. We we'll send out a survey and give them an extra twenty five dollars in their savings to answer a survey. This Saturday, that's tomorrow, uh, Roots is having an event with our partner company, Roots Atlanta, which is Daniel's and Roseanne's real estate company. Um, Probably 100, 200 people coming out to an event, Bluegrass event, just just their community service kind of bring people together. We put a text message out to the residents in our properties. We have right now about 85 or 90 residents, 17 responses who wanted to work on Saturday. Those people are going to get a chance to make $100 cash. So here's a side hustle, pick up a little money, but they're also going to get $30 in their savings. So 17 folks were fighting over three positions, and those three people are just going to come out and help out with hospitality. But by creating opportunities for them to continually make more money, understand what savings means. Down the line, so an example, without putting a dime more in but their security deposit and living in the property like they own it, a $1,200 renter, will have right at $5,000 in five years. That is almost ten times what their average savings was, if it was even a savings.
2: Yeah, and it wasn't a savings.
1: Yeah. Now, here's a special part of it is This is the part we're really excited about. We filed with the SEC yesterday for what's called a Reg A, which means that anyone can invest. Right now it's just a privately held REIT, okay, um, accredited investors only. But at the point that we get a Reg A permit, Every resident can take their savings and invest it in the actual real estate, not only that they live in, but across the entire portfolio, which is currently returning about 6% cash on cash and 18% ROI annually. Mm-hmm. So if, if you look at that, five years out, they actually get closer to $7,000. And we, we're going to teach them what this means, what this investment means. Because if you, if you can't go at forty five grand a year to get to where you own a house... What if you could mimic home ownership in a big way by owning real estate in a REIT yep. that you're able to put in an extra 50 or 100 a month on or not, but let it grow. You earn money by living in the property. Yeah. And at some point, you may have enough money to buy a house.
2: Well, and that's exactly why I wanted you to be on the, on the show, is because this is an entirely new perspective on – on 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 housing on renting um, and I love what you said about you know we 're not uh, all right now i 'm going to say it wrong I want you to I expect you to correct me uh, it's it 's not properties with people in them it 's people with properties
1: we invest in the people not i mean we 've got to yes. buy the right properties, but we want to invest in the people yes through the property people's using the property as the a property. mechanism yeah. to invest in people 's Long-term, have a positive impact. Impact investing is a big conversation piece, and I met with, with a young lady who's just outstanding from the Atlanta Jewish Federation yesterday, and the purpose of the meeting was to talk about what do you see as a foundation? What do you, what do you identify as impact investing? We want to make sure mm-hmm. that not just individual investors, corporate investors, banks, um, but that the foundations whose job it is to do some of this charitable giving also have to invest their money.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: They want to invest it in an impact way, impacts the community. And we wanted more definition around it. So, you know, we've met with Jory. We've met with Randy Redner from the Community Foundation in Northeast Georgia. And we're trying to get this feedback of what they interpreted to be. So far, everybody's response has been, this is impact investing. This is making a difference in people's so lives sure. that can be sustainable over a long period of time. Because charitable giving is fantastic. That's a handout. and we do it our family does it. i know your family does it we've talked about it at the end of the day though let's get a hand up and let's help people go from where they're at to the next spot up the ladder economically um food security homelessness all these pieces get cured when you have a bank account when you have something that is a reserve something to lean on yeah and too many people in america don't have
2: it. i just wonder uh the 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 mental change that occurs in someone when they i don't know what age you think about when you think about it, but they've lived a large portion of their life sort of sort of playing catch up and here you are giving them an opportunity to learn improve own i mean a lot of times i would think the profile of a, of a renter they they may not have owned a lot in their life, so so learning how to own something, learning that when that statement comes in, it's actually good news instead of bad news for a change.
1: Yeah, it's not a bill.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yesterday sure. I got
1: uh, took my car into the shop and they gave me a lift back home. And the young lady that gave me a lift back home had a car seat in the back, so we got in a conversation. She's got a two year old single parent living in a two bedroom uh, two bath apartment in Brookhaven, paying sixteen ninety five a month. She's driving Lyft now. Okay? She just got noticed that her rent is going to nineteen fifty a month next month. This is happening everywhere. The rent numbers are going up in significant increments. Not because those people have suddenly invested more money in the property than they already had in it, not because they need more rent to make that work. This wasn't a, a new purchase of the same property. These are the same landlords, a term I use with with um maybe just a little bit of anger in it because um, landlords are landlords. Mm-hmm. They they ain't supposed to be lords. They're supposed to be just landowners who are helping people rent a place. $300 jump in rent, whatever that percentage is on 1600 but it's a lot. Yeah. So we got talking about it, and um, we don't happen to have a piece of property right around where she is. If she wants to stay, she's probably going to have to pay the number. But we can put her – in a property in southwest Atlanta, a beautiful townhome built in 2019 for 1700 bucks. It's three bedrooms, two and a half baths, 2,400 square feet. And she can get $75 a month back in rental rebate if she lives in it like she owns it and put away $900 extra a year. She may or may not take that opportunity. Right now, we have 36 properties, 62 doors. By next year, we'll triple that. But the, but the bottom line point is that she's going to get this jacked up interest rate, a uh, jacked up uh, rental rate. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. Though, that investor, that landlord did not need that money. She, they're getting the same return at the same number, raising it some every year because of costs mm-hmm. is right. We have a limit, maximum limit of 5% raise in our rent at any, in any annual period. Let's hope the taxes don't go up any more than that yeah. because we'll be a little short, but that's okay. We, we figured that in too. You go 300 bucks on a $1,600 renter, that's just, with no reason except for, quote-unquote, inflation. Well, inflation didn't impact you, sir. <laughs> inflation oh. didn't impact your investment.
2: It certainly impacted her.
1: Yeah, it impacted her. And, and that's where, let's say this, there's no investor in the world who ever made money on a rental property, commercial or residential, without the occupant paying the rent. Well, yeah. Why don't we let them participate
2: and eat at the table? Wow. What a perspective. Um, Larry, uh, I think that's going to resonate and especially, you know, um, if anybody's interested in learning more, um, where do they go find you on on the uh, on the internet?
1: Uh, pretty simple. Um, it's investwithroots.com. Um, my Dorfman at ldorfman@investwithroots.com. My cell phone's 404-732-5910. Um, we'd love to share the vision, the thought process and the current results of people we're helping. Um, in this short period of time, they have over $80,000 in savings. The average person has almost doubled what supposedly they had in savings, has doubled in some cases tripled what their savings was in six and a half months.
2: Wow, changing, uh, changing lives, improving lives through real estate. Um, let me circle back to you in a moment because I, I do want to touch on you know, just your perspective on business leadership for a moment. Um, I hope people will go check out investwithroots.com. Um, I, I, I've certainly checked it out. Um, I love being a part of their family and, and understanding what they're doing. It, it makes me think too. Um, I was about to go to Justin. Justin, I'm almost there, buddy. But in, in it just makes me think of the idea is so compelling that 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 you you could almost you could almost branch off into uh, like a management company that has this specialty where, you know, at, at, golly, I'm, I'm sorry to keep it going, but, it, but it's so compelling because what happens with a renter that's disgruntled, they know they're never gonna get their, their, their uh, deposit back. So the owner of the property, what are they, what are they gonna do? They got, they, 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 they've got a renter that's left and left everything in shambles. When it could have just cost them a little bit of investment to help somebody take care of it a little bit more, now they got to deal with upgrading the thing, got to replace the carpet. You know, there's holes in the walls and all this type of stuff. That responsibility of living in it like you own it is a benefit to you as the property owner more so than just chasing it. You yeah. get what I'm a- saying? That's a your difference.
1: point. Now you're thinking as a banker and an investor, right? When you think in terms of how does doing this, doing the right thing, being engaging these people as partners in the property, increase the opportunity for the in, entire investment community that's involved yes. to make money? So remember, entire investment community involved includes the resident here. So they're partners with us in it. And that is a very big difference. So an average turn in a unit mm-hmm. can cost anywhere from a grand to $5,000. Which one would you prefer? Well, one that's taken care of really well, yeah, costs a lot less. Secondly, when you have a situation where where um, the average rental is a year to eighteen months, if they're building equity in your rental properties, might they stay longer? Might you have less turns? One less turn is a lot of money to the investment community which they
2: participate in. Well, yeah, I, I, I'm sorry to jump in, but it makes me think about your 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 tenant your your property investment, Resident. your residents your residents are out over the weekend they're having fun with their friends and if they rent, they say i got to go back to my place or i got to go back to my apartment or where whatever. I stay okay yeah where I stay or where when they're getting a statement of ownership and they're taking these videos of that's not just a place to hang your hat that's that that's a place that is is home.
1: Yeah, that's, and that's the feeling. The minute we get people there, and right now 80% of them are there, right? 80% are engaging, 80% are playing, um, they become a part of a community. And where you were going a moment ago was here's this management company concept. So, our management company is owned within the same circle of folks, obviously, and its entire intention is to build this into a community platform where all of the residents, all of the investors can participate. So, when we're reggae, we not only are gonna be able to let our residents be member investors, owners, but we're gonna allow, we'll be able to allow people who make 50, 60, 80, 100,000 non-accredited investors, under 200,000 a year, how many of those are in America? Oh, 90% plus of the people in America, who cannot cross the moat to real estate investment. There's a moat around it that they can't get through. Mm -hmm. They can buy Mm -hmm. a public REIT, check the public REIT's prices, Stock prices, as of the last couple of days, as this market jumped up and down, they moved like a stock, not like a real estate investment. Real estate investment, the property didn't go down, Oh yeah, but the stock of the public rent went down, it'll come back. But here's the point, when we can get, this isn't just an opportunity for the residents, it's an opportunity for tens, hundreds of thousands of average human beings in the middle class sector who cannot make a reasonable investment in real estate to invest as little as a hundred bucks and grow their investment on a monthly basis until they build equity. Our thinking is it could be a paradigm shift for some people between the American dream being owning a house or owning just a lot of real estate that returns really well. Great investment. Um, owning a home for a $70,000 a year person, I'll ask you, you're your financial advisor, Okay, I, buy, I got 20 grand I saved up to buy a home. I make $70,000 a year. I have that in savings, but every month I'm just saving a little bit more. Is it a good business decision to go put 20 grand up as 10% or maybe it's only 5% of a home? Do I own the home or am I renting it from the bank? I don't know. That's a question, too. Um, <laughs> and I put this money up, and
2: if there's an air conditioner
1: or a roof, or any other problem with that house, I own all of it.
2: Yeah, yep, yep. So you own it and the problems that come with it. Everything.
1: Now, I'm not saying homeownership is not a great investment. Yeah. When you can afford it, how do we help people get to afford it? Close the gap from renting to the opportunity to own. Well, they can own from day one that they're renting with Roots all the way to that
2: opportunity. And 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 they'll appreciate it and take care of it even more.
1: Already learned to live in a house like they own it. That's a great point. Yeah. With meeting we had yesterday, we talked about that. Most people rent. And living out like they rent it, they stay there, or it's their place, or it's some some. You know, it's just a place they put they, their head. You're down.
2: right. They rented it like they rent it. Yeah, yeah you're right. It it's takes
1: an American male four seconds to realize they rented the car they got from Avis. Yeah, and then they drive it differently than they drive their own. Uh-huh. Let's just put uh-huh. it that way. Dry, well, <laughs> if, I was going to say drive it like you stole it, but like that didn't apply right there. <laughs> my my guy
2: Josh Barrett would not be happy with me right now at Enterprise <laughs> in Snowville, but yeah.
1: So just think about that, that now you live in it like you own it over a few years, and now you're used to taking care of it. You change your own light bulb instead of calling management and making them spend $200 to send a guy out there to do it. You know, you cut your own grass, maybe you do some other. But in the meantime, as you've developed these better skills in savings, better skills in finance thought process, and access to a source where you can get the education you need, and you're getting back rebates for living in it like you own it, the resident makes no Investment other than their security deposits, so they have no risk.
2: Well, what what is a homeowner what is a homeowner proud of, especially right now, equity? Oh, the 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 value of my home has gone up forty percent, and and then and then a homeowner does the math. Well, that that forty percent is equal to one hundred twelve thousand dollars or whatever. Your rebate is the equivalent of building equity.
1: It's exactly the same, and and that amount of money they have is invested when we get to Reg A in the actual equity of the entire fund for sure it's not leveraged on one property it's leveraged across Across hundreds at that point across the portfolio long term i mean the opportunities are enormous and we got to do it one step at a time and we're doing it right now 36 properties 60 plus doors and 90 tenants 90 residents
2: there you go. Uh, I, I promise. It's th- such a great conversation. L Dorfman at investwithroots.com is Larry's email address. He gave you the – you can rewind a little bit and get a cell phone number. Uh, and, you know, uh, I'm happy to have the cell phone number because I enjoy all the – thank you for sharing with us today. I'll be back to you in just one second. Sure. Uh, let's go to, to my man, Justin Smith. Justin, what do you think about invest with roots? That's a pretty interesting conversation, huh?
0: No, that's miraculous. I love – Um, the concept here and it really speaks to me personally as my sister-in-law you know just graduated from college up in Virginia and relocated to Georgia for a job but you know she's a daycare school teacher and you know the rents are enormous to be close to the city and you know she teaches uh, in Atlanta proper and so you know she has a little commute now and um, she stays with my mother-in-law but when helping them with the search you know, it was a task in itself to find something affordable to her budget just coming out of college.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I, I didn't even know that. I mean, yeah. that's just firsthand right there. Um, Justin, I'm very, very happy that um that you and I are working more closely together now. Um you're now a commercial relationship manager for Regions Bank, um, based in, in Gwinnett. Uh, you know, sort of home for you. Why don't you introduce yourself to the listeners a little bit about, you know, who you are, who you are in the community, sort of your educational background. Uh, How about a little intro from you?
0: Absolutely. So my name is Justin Smith. And as JD pointed out, I'm the commercial relationship manager for Gwinnett County. I live locally uh, right outside of downtown Lawrenceville. I'm happy to, you know, attend most of the events for our bicentennial that just occurred last year. Um, I love the growth that's going on but in terms more about me, you know uh, born in Atlanta at Crawford Long now Emory um, you know did my schooling uh, at Shambly graduated high school then uh, for college went to Swanee, the University of the South in Tennessee um, got a little homesick so came back and became a bulldog uh, go dogs That's
2: right that's right. Woof, woof. <laughs> <laughs>
0: But, uh, you know, spent a couple years in Athens, uh, loved the experience, um, especially having done, you know, my primary four years, um, went to UGA for a master's and, you know, soon after graduating with my master's, decided to go into commercial banking. So, um, attended a formal training program um, and just found a love for commercial banking, uh, dealing with businesses, Um, and even though I'm a commercial banker, there's a lot of personal Mm -hmm. aspects that go with it. Um, and you know, that's going back to my master's in personal financial planning, whereas, you know, businesses are run by people. And so I never forget that. And coming to the commercial side, I feel that I can have a closer touch to the community in which I live.
2: Yeah. Yeah. All those things are great. By the way, uh, your proximity to Foggy Bottom Barbecue is also, a, a, you know, a premium of living that close to Lawrenceville. <laughs>
1: you <laughs> love those meat places, don't <laughs> you? <laughs> Got to have the protein. Yeah,
2: <laughs> uh, yeah I, I, I'm not a barbecue aficionado, but I do like to know where the good barbecue restaurants are. I was in Athens the other night. We ate at Sauce House. That's a great place. Nice. That's a really good one. Man, that place was busy on a Tuesday night. No, it was Wednesday night. Um so, so you, you went through a formal training program. We talked about that the other day. We're not going to say who it is because I sponsor this uh, podcast, and uh, unfortunately we didn't train you at that point in your <laughs> career. Um, but uh, but, but uh, I'll say this, and everybody will know who it is who's in the industry, but any, any program that requires you to read um, Atlas Shrugged must be a pretty good program, you know, <laughs> uh, especially with what's going on in today's world. Now, the last couple years at, uh, at Regions, what have you been doing at Regions Bank?
0: Absolutely. So, I've been on the credit product side. I'm still under the commercial banking umbrella, but more specifically focused with government and institutional banking. Okay. And, you know, when I say that in the market, a lot of people, you know, their eyes glass over, like, you know, what does that really mean? Um, but that's dealing with municipalities, school systems, uh, private and public. And, you know, we as a bank deal in the bond process in terms of we act on the purchasing side. And so we underwrite you know the municipality or school according to mostly fund accounting. Mm-hmm. Um, we have some accrual basis in there, just depending on the institution, how big they are. Um, but a lot of that information is you know publicly available. Um, I can go online and get that information. And, you know, we underwrite it similar to commercial. It's okay. just a couple of nuances.
2: Now, um, through your career, including uh, government, institutional banking, portfolio management, and underwriting, um, you have a you have a deep knowledge of assessing um, credit quality and risk. Um, you underwrite credit. Um, how's that going to help you when you start talking to a, a business owner in Suwannee that, that has a little manufacturing company?
0: Absolutely. So... You know, coming from the credit side, a lot of the times when you come to the table and have a conversation, you know, the business owners will want to know what you can do for them. And, you know, there's also a lot of information gathering um, aside from having the general conversation. So, you know, coming from the credit side, I already have some of those questions front of mind while we're having that conversation. Okay. Whereas, you know, I can ask for two to three years um, business statements ahead of time or, you know, they can get with their CPA or other financial planner to bring all those documents, um, ahead of time and kind of close in on the time it takes to fund the project or, um, ambition. Okay.
2: Yeah. Um, and in doing so, um, I was going to play a little devil's advocate. I won't do that to you, but, um, you know, you, you get the information and, you know, a, a, it's just the world we live in. The business owner is going to look at you and go, "All right, Justin, I need a loan. What's your rate and fee?" You know, and 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 all banks have a different rate structure, different fee structure, based based on the risk profile of uh you know of the client. And I think that your your credit acumen will allow you to have a, a deeper, more meaningful conversation with a with a business owner, because a lot of times if somebody's focused on rate and you're running a business and you you think that you're doing a good job for the business by asking what's the rate and fee when in fact, I think in today's world maybe access to capital and risk management is every bit as important as rate and fee. Would you agree with that?
0: Absolutely. Uh, bar none you know a lot of you know we've had some situations you know through my career whereas you know a lot of businesses and you know business owners may balk at the you know rate of you know fraud protection for one Mm. but you know what's going on across seas with Russia Ukraine um, even China you know we have to be cognizant of proper security uh, parameters you know we at the bank we focus on that you know we do everything from AML anti money laundering you know BSA know your customer everything to protect our clients but you know as we grow in our knowledge base, so do the criminals. Mm. So we have to be, Mm -hmm. we have to work together. And to me, there's no, no cost is too much to protect your business and your customers.
2: Yeah. And and you bring up fraud protection, um, you know, and, and I think about ACH fraud filter or positive pay, you know, for those of you that don't know, positive pay would be a a, a bank service where you essentially send us a copy of your electric check register, uh, check, n- check number, amount, who it's paid to, we, we run it into our teller system, and then we only honor those checks that you've told us you've written. If something comes through and a check number's off or the amount's off, a red flag goes off, we won't process it until we review it with you. There's, there's a cost for doing that. The, the technology that we implement the technology that we implement to to do those things, it costs us to vet, to develop it. It costs us to, uh, to 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 maintain it. So sometimes you might hear a customer go, "Well, well, Justin, that's a hundred bucks a month." Well, yeah, it's a hundred bucks a month, but if you don't pay it and you see sixty grand walk out because somebody, it, early on in this fraud protection game, the look on people's faces when I had a conversation about how many times their account number was on the street i'm using air quotes on the street because they write a check no no one ever really thought about that until the criminals that that you alluded to they were smart they get smart then we got to outsmart them again um so you know i love 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 justin that uh, that i was we're, we're talking about you getting started off in this role and you're already looking to help customers take care of what they got for, I mean, I, we were talking a little bit about credit, and then you're hitting it, bam, with some fraud <laughs> fraud protection. Um, look, we we got an opportunity to share this audio with um, with businesses. Uh, you're going to share this as you begin to build new relationships. Um, if you think about a personal commitment that you would make to customers, commercial banking customers, what would that look
0: like to you? Sure. So you know, I definitely want to be accountable and available for the customers of, you know, Gwinnett and Atlanta at large. Whereas, you know, if you have a question, feel free to shoot me an email, a text, call me. Um, You know, my personal SLA or service level agreement is, you know, 24 hours. Um, You make time for what's important. And I truly believe that both business-wise and personally. So, um, you know, and for the coachability part, you know, I want to be that confidant, that advisor to you and your business to help you grow and achieve those goals that you want to achieve. Yeah, that's awesome,
2: man. Now you make a point there, and uh, and I'm sure uh, we'll 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 bring Larry back in in um, to talk a bit a little bit about leadership. You make a point about you you said it differently, but here's what I heard from you. And remember, it's never what we say; it's what it's always what the other person hears. You made a differentiation between making time and having time. You know, uh, I mean, what do we always – what do you hear people say all the time? I didn't have time. <laughs> no, that's wrong, man. You just didn't make time. You know, so, so uh, in a professional world, um, as a banker, what – I will tell you this. Larry, you tell me if you agree. Um, more often than not, uh, I would say almost 100% of my customers, they value most access to their banker.
1: Oh, there's no question. I mean, it's, the banking world's changed significantly. Like I said, I'm a little bit older, right? So I remember when a banker was a banker with intuition, ability to make decisions, and, and it's pretty much, as you said a couple times today, this is the world we live in. It's asset-based lending today. It's asset-based banking. Mm. Um, and I will say uh, on your behalf, J.D., because we started working together a little bit, that having somebody that will actually answer the telephone Right on the cell phone, it, and and I'm trying to be polite. I text you and say, "Hey, man, you got a minute?" I don't like ringing people's phones, but you're always right back to me. I, I'm trying to figure out how I get Justin, as my commercial banker, um, out of your group <laughs> <laughs> with I'm our here office for you. located <laughs> in Atlanta. <clears throat> but we'll work on that <laughs> um, because taking the kind of care Justin that you do is is a cultural difference, a core value difference between. I think some people just go to work, and some people get up in the morning to do the work and so in your particular case you have I mean you have a personal SLA really I wrote that down you got a personal service level agreement that you've agreed with yourself what you're going to deliver to somebody and I think that is a a significant differentiator and point of difference between you and most other bankers I've ever talked to
2: wow thank you yeah that's awesome personal SLA um Justin uh you were a college athlete
0: college athlete played football and you know that's where a lot of this comes from in terms of you know our time is limited as a college athlete no matter what level d1 all the way down to d3 whereas you know you have to do you have to be in the books you have to travel and you have to be accountable you know and Time management was probably one of my core skills uh, developed in my undergraduate education. And to this day, you know, having a wife, kids, uh, family that depend on me, um, it's more important than ever. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Any thoughts on time management, Larry? We only have a certain amount of it. (laughs) (laughs) And at
1: 66, I got less than you do.
2: So, <laughs> so yeah, <we> think. <laughs> yeah. If you
1: adjusting it, it, at whatever age you are, which is half mine probably,
2: um, good time to start thinking about it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Make the most of it. You know, we live in a world that's that that uh, you know I, my my kids uh, my kids are 11, 13, 15, and 19, and my son that's 15 that plays high school sports, and my 13 year old too. Um, you know, they're living in this world where everything's a highlight reel. I mean, they they literally. On ESPN Sports Center, the only thing you see is Steph Curry making sixteen threes in the in the All Star game. You don't see the work that he's done.
1: You don't see the practice. You don't. See, yeah, you don't 5, see five thousand shots to get there.
2: Yeah. Well, we were at the gym last night, um, and a and a a guy that graduated from Flower Branch High School in Flower Branch, Georgia, where my kids go, um, Candler Coker. He went to North Carolina on a football scholarship. He was a starting quarterback, um, and then he ended up you know hurting his knee so he he found himself on the basketball team and was on the 2017 national championship team so he's 22 so he's playing ball and five years removed from a national championship playing ball in mexico and and he was in the gym last night on the machine and he said man i can get up 800 shots in an hour and i'll be here for three hours so to your point you know it's like gladwell you brought up gladwell the other day didn't you about outliers and you know, 10,000 hours, how long it takes to get good at something.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Um,
2: whether it's banking or, or business, with uh, with your experience with APCO, and, um, you know, I don't have 10,000 hours in as a podcast host, but but I really enjoy it a lot. But I am a scratch banker. I may yes. not be a scratch golfer, but I'm a scratch banker, and so is Justin. And, um, you know, I enjoy the conversation, guys. I really appreciate you coming up. To, I want you to share this, and, and I would invite anybody that's listening – if you hear this and there's somebody that needs to know Justin, please share this podcast with them. If you're listening to this and you know someone um, that, that, that has uh, a need for uh, a rental property or if you have uh, access to properties that may have, be available in the Gwinnett Northeast Georgia area that would be useful in the Invest With Roots uh, rental pool where it's going to be taken care of, not just from the outside and and look like a nice property what i'm saying is inside of these properties that are owned by roots lives are being changed lives are being improved and we're going to we're going to allow people to own something and live in it like they own that thing and i just think it's one larry i think this is going to i hope that your access to your target through this podcast is very beneficial. I hope, I hope you get a lot of traction from this.
1: I don't know how it couldn't be, and I just really appreciate the time to get to express the passion we have for having this kind of impact investment because private sector has to step up. It can't just be all charity. It has to be private sector. Charity is sustainable only by people who made money. Well, if a private sector is making money, they can continue to contribute on an ongoing basis. So, our hopes are—I think—we'll attract people who like to invest with their wallets and their hearts. Their hearts too. Yeah,
2: yeah, I agree with that. It's always a pleasure to see you and talk to you. Thank you so much, Justin. Thank you for being here today. Uh, appreciate you both being on Regions Business Radio. Um, please tune in again. We have various uh, episodes on all of your uh, uh, podcast apps. Uh, you know, iHeart Radio, to iTunes, whatever it is. Uh, please listen to us. So, with that said, this is JD Miller. Senior Vice President, Commercial Banking Leader for Regions Bank. You've been listening to Regions Business Radio.